0: Time now for Matt's opening thought. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I break your concentration? And here we
1: go. I mean, it's really nothing more than a self-absorbed monologue, a chance for Matt to rant about
0: something and pretend he's a serious radio personality instead of a gas bag. Let's face it. He stole this idea from Dennis Miller. No, I don't want to get off on a rant here. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not gonna take this anymore. Now I, I know the last thing we saw this football weekend was that ridiculous final play by the Cowboys. That you know it felt like it needed the you know, like circus music. You know, or, or the old Benny Hill music for the older generation, where you saw a running back snapping the ball to the quarterback, and I was like, Are there any offensive linemen out there? Where are they? Where'd they go? And and Zeke gets smoked and And the receiver, Cavante Turpin, gets smoked by Jimmy Ward. It was silly play. And we all all love laughing at the Cowboys. Also, this game shows that Dak is good. He just ain't great. And those two interceptions in the first half prove it. Horrible interceptions. Both of them, he had plenty of uh, pass protection. Dumb, dumb decisions by him. Now, that Eagles-Giants game, that game was done at the end of the first quarter. Plus, Jalen Hurts going deep early to Devonta Smith shows that Hurts' shoulder is at least close to 100% back. But the biggest story this weekend is Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals. Now, the Patrick Mahomes ankle sprain, that'll probably be the newsiest story. But bigger picture, this is the 100% oh, it's official coming out party for Cincinnati that we saw. Now, see, last year felt like the Bengals were that fun new team. They got on a heater, somehow blanked the Chiefs in the second half of the AFC Championship game. They were, on FanDuel, they were 22-1 at one point during the offseason to win the Super Bowl. Earlier this year, they were as low as 32-1. to 1. Now, be honest, at one point between the Rams winning the Super Bowl and this month of September that passed, at some point between those two events, the Bengals felt like a high-end flash of the pan. A lot of talent, but maybe they were a bit of a fluke. Well, you see, those feelings are now 100% gone, and I feel foolish that they ever lingered in my head, just like I feel like a fool that I took the Giants to cover the 7.5 points on FanDuel. Cincinnati now has five playoff wins in the last, like, like two years. They've beaten Kansas City three times in just over one calendar year, and they just handed the Bills their worst loss of the year. In fact, it's only the third time that Buffalo, in three years, three times in three years, that Buffalo has lost a game by more than two touchdowns. And they were at home, playing in snow, Jamar Hamlin in attendance. From a sports betting perspective, everyone is taking the Bengals very seriously. Again, going FanDuel. They're a point, point point-and-a-half underdog in Kansas City. And yes, that is partially due, obviously. It's partially due to the high ankle sprain by Patrick Mahomes. But how often do you see Kansas City as a a point-and-a-half, only a a point-and-a-half favorite at home in the playoffs? Now, I'm not sure what impressed me the most. How well Joe Burrow played, how the Bengals' D held the Bills to 10 points and shut them down on third down, or how dominant their offensive line was. Yes, the same offensive line that we were all rightfully worried about after they lost the three starting linemen going into this weekend. Instead, they mauled the Buffalo Bills front seven. And this is not just because they didn't have Vaughn Miller. That first touchdown drive, there was no third downs. Jamar Chase catching a 28-yard pass over the middle. Second touchdown drive, just two third downs. And the second one led to the Hayden Hurst 15-yard TD catch where all the Bills defenders bit on that fake screen to Jamar Chase. Team ran the ball 34 times for 172 yards. Every time Joe Mixon touched the ball, he went for at least five yards. Burrow threw the ball 36 times. He was sacked just once for like a two-yard loss. Bengals were 6 of 10 on third down. The Bills 4 of 12. There is no hotter team than Joe Burrow's crew right now. They have not lost since Halloween. They've gone from 4-4 and to the AFC Championship game. They've beaten Pittsburgh, Kansas City, Tampa, New England, Baltimore twice. And now the Bills embarrass them in Buffalo. Now, I will not compare... Burrow to Tom Brady. That is totally unfair to Brady. It's classic sports media, so part of me wants to do it, but it's way too soon. But we all have to admit, this is the best Tom Brady impersonation any of us have seen since Tom Brady. Calm, cool, efficient against the Bills. He looked like he was playing on turf, not in some serious snow conditions. He joins Russell Wilson and Ben Roethlisberger as the only starting quarterback to win five playoff games in their first three seasons. He's also the fifth quarterback in the Super Bowl era to win each of his first three playoff road starts. And there isn't one skill set that really stands out beyond fashion. Did I hear he was wearing Jerry Seinfeld track pants? I was listening to that on the morning show. Anyway, um, other QBs are bigger others are stronger he's not the most mobile nor does he have the cannon of an arm he just does everything at the very least a b plus level and he's so damn confident out there yeah that does kind of remind us all of brady but we'll leave that for another day now one quick thought about the bills if you're of a certain age you remember wide right super bowl 25 the greatest bills team ever They lose to the New York Giants on a last-second 48-yard field goal by Scott Norwood. That goes wide right. That was the closest they would come to winning a Super Bowl. And I'm starting to wonder if people in Bill's fans particularly will start thinking about last year's collapse to Kansas City. you remember final 13 seconds? Is that this generation's wide right where a super-talented team came super close but couldn't get it done? Now, I know one was in the Super Bowl. And last year was just a divisional playoff game, but they both feel kind of similar to me. As for Cincinnati, they are the biggest story today. They are the most impressive win. Their offensive line looked elite. Burrow has leapt over all the other quarterbacks, not named Mahomes. And they're a game away from being the supposed, from beating, excuse me, from beating the supposed best team in the game four times in 13 months. And they're going back to the Super Bowl if Cincinnati wins. The Cowboys losing is the fun story. The Eagles' blowout win is the predictable story. The Mahomes' ankle sprain may be correctly the most important story, but in the context of the bigger picture of the entire NFL, there is no bigger story than the emergence of the Bengals as this true juggernaut. And that is my opening thought. I'm finished. And the worst part, Chris, was I was watching that game with a Bills fan. Do you know how uncomfortable and awkward it is when you're both sitting there and you're not saying it, but you both know early on, uh-oh, uh, that team's toast.
1: I mean, you could tell from drive one, drive, drive one. two, uh, it was not going to go well for the Bills yesterday. I think it's an interesting comparison but uh, when you bring up the wide right, but I- I'm not sure I buy it because I still think that the window is open for this Bills team, right?
0: Oh, no, it is, but remember... That Bill's team went to three more Super Bowls. And it was upon in retrospect. Right. You know, four or five years after they stopped going to Super Bowls, so you're like, Wow, did we blow that opportunity? And no, 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 you're right. They they have plenty of opportunity, but now they got Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes, maybe Trevor Lawrence.
1: The bloodbath in the AFC
0: when the bloodbath
1: all of the good quarterbacks they have. Yeah they're, they're, there's no doubt about that.
0: And think about if Buffalo had won that game last year. They would be at home against Cincinnati. They could have been in the Bengals. Nothing taken away from the Bengals, what they did in the AFC Championship game last year. But if last year Bills had held on to that game, they would have been at home. They would have been a clear favorite, you know, against a Cincinnati team was still figuring out who they were, and you know, and then and then you're going up against a Rams team that was good, but a Rams team that nearly lost to that Cincinnati team, and now maybe they like. I'm not saying it today because today you're right. The window's open. But if Buffalo doesn't go to and win a Super Bowl, we're going to look back at 13 seconds left the way that a past generation looked back at wide right.
1: And you know, it's going to be such a fascinating offseason for the Bills when you consider some of the changes that could be in store. You and I were talking earlier this morning, you know, Josh Allen, if you, if you went into a lab and you tried to come up with the perfect physical specimen to be a quarterback, mm-hmm. Josh Allen is what would pop out of the test tube. Yep. And Stephen Diggs is every bit of a number one wide receiver. Correct. But you, but you look at the rest of their offense, there, there are some glaring kind of deficiencies there. I think they really do need to address wide receiver depth. Obviously, they signed Dawson Knox to a long-term deal. And he's, da- good. They, they, he's
0: good. They need one other playmaker. Maybe it's James Cook, the, the rookie running back from Florida State with another year. Um, and, but you're right. Isaiah McKenzie, Gabe Davis did not get it done. And I think
1: it, it was kind of predictable in a sense. Uh, on this day, actually, one year ago, yes. uh, Gabe Davis had the 4-TD game against the Bills, the one that we've been referencing. And, and I, I don't think expectations after that point were ever in check, because this guy was never going to be anything close to that. And it's going to be fascinating to see what the Bills do here in the offseason. Because, like I said, the window's still open, right? But they, they do need to make changes on offense. And yep. it, it'll also help Josh Allen, right? Because the, the guy clearly takes too much contact. And they need to have a bit more of a balanced approach moving forward, I well, would say. My God,
0: did he get beat up yesterday. Oh, yeah. You know what job I want to have? I want to be player responsible for pushing Josh Allen in the ass. (laughs) Because you saw it on that touchdown drive. It's like, okay, what are we going to do? Well, Josh Allen is going to get the ball, and he's just going to go... He's just going to go forward. And your job is to just, just focus on the glutes and just... Push, push Josh Allen into that chaotic man mass of of humanity. It's like, like riding behind a tank. Yeah, it's like pushing a like, tank. Yeah, okay, tank. You, uh, <laughs> I'm going to stand behind you and uh, avoid the bullets, and I'll be I'll be in the rear with the gear. Uh, but I'm going to push you in the rear, and then you go go get hit a hundred times by three hundred pound angry linemen. And just quickly <laughs> before we go to break here, I yeah.
1: did want to touch on Burrow. Uh, everything you said was apt and to the point. I'm not sure that there is a player in the NFL as cerebral as Burrow. To me, that's the perfect word to describe him. Mm-hmm. You, you, you mentioned what a high floor he has. He does everything at a B-plus level. I think his level of cerebralness, I, uh, just his attention to detail, that that might be an A-plus, though. He,
0: See, I don't, think, I don't know if I would go with cerebral, and he is. I think it is, is this, he is so calm mm-hmm. And it's like some guys, I, like his heart rate, I bet, doesn't jump as high as some people in the moment of chaos. Like he just, he's very good at, like to your point about cerebral, he's very good at reading from, you know, option one, option two, option three. It is a calmness where everything feels slower to him, which is remarkable considering how young he is. Absolutely.
1: And I know that this might seem a little bit hot take <laughs> if he
0: wins the Super Bowl this year? Don't do it. I think he's 1B don't. right there with Patrick Mahomes. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. I thought you were going to start evoking the word Brady.
1: I mean, no, it, it's a bit of a
0: cheap comparison, don't but do I, it.
1: I, you know there's certain players in sports it doesn't matter like What sport? Wayne Gretzky, Michael Jordan, Tom Brady. I don't really think they should ever be compared to a current player. It's just, it's unfair to both parties involved. And so I'm not going to do that. But I mean, stylistically, there are
0: some similarities for sure. Oh, there absolutely is. All right. On the other side, we'll get uh, into the most impressive thing that happened to a Canadian this weekend. And uh, in the world of sports, and it was from the LPGA. That's coming up next.